Hello, welcome to the Overflow Podcast. Um, I have some just the best people with me today. Oh. A little bit because this is more um, girl heavy. So, hi, Robin. Yay! Welcome back. Yay! Yay! Shelly. Hello. Oh, hello. And Sally, got- I would like to say <laughs> hello. <laughs> You and Ryan are spending too much time together in your marriage. No, okay. Hi. Hey, Sally. Guess what? There's two things I'd like to tell you. One, I've had a lot of coffee. Two, I feel rested. Let's go. All right. Let's dive in. I'm scared. I'm really scared. Um, Yeah. So, guys, welcome. I am really, really excited. I planned this gathering together like over a month or so ago, um, which I was really proud of myself for in general to plan anything a month in advance. But I knew I did want some like girl time. Uh, plus Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Uh, hey. So I'm very excited. Guys, I want to dive into story time because each of us have stories. This could be the longest part of the podcast, but I think it will be very um, rich with all the things that we are seeing that we've experienced in the last couple of weeks that God is doing. So let's dive right in. Shelly, I'm passing it to you, girl. Um, you said you had a little bit of a story from yes. the Yes. So, ladies group. yes, yesterday we had our end of the year party at my house for my group. Yay. My Tuesday morning class took the year to do James and Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. And I sh- could go as far as to say it was life changing. I wow. mean, it was truly an amazing year. This group was very, very special. We had a lot of new faces that really just jumped right in. Um, such a unified group. I mean, we hang out outside of class. Like we're actually doing life together. Like as you like to say about your young adult group, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Exactly. Um, So so, yeah, we, we had a really great time yesterday. We had lots of food, uh, which is always a lot of fun. Uh Um, Yeah. Everybody brought a little something from shrimp cocktail to grape salad to strawberry pretzel salad. (laughs) So like we, we ate and ate and ate and just had a fun time. So it was a great way to end the year. And I'm just, I'm, so thankful for what God did this year. So, Good. Yeah. That is so awesome. And I have heard a lot of stories of the things that you guys shared. And it's funny because even you guys carrying what you talked about in your time together, just kind of pass it back and forth, even yeah. in our staff room mm-hmm. or whatever. I've learned. I wasn't even in that class. I yeah. feel like I've learned yeah. a lot. So it's just funny to hear yeah. how it carries outside and people will just talk about what they're learning in their regular life. And then it's spilling out on other people. It's really cool. Well, and even like on a Bible study front, I learned so much from the Sermon on the Mount and I taught it a little bit different this time. Like I truly, I I used Jen Wilkins study guide, but I taught it from scripture and it was an amazing way to learn. And I really feel like that's going to come back around, whether it's a short-term study or even another ladies group. It was just, it was rich. Good. Wonderful. Well, that, I mean, you've been doing this job with ladies for just over a year at this point. And like, it's just, and not only that, not only did you get beautiful things with ladies, but I was away this week and you got to handle some, uh, some straight up. Discipleship, decision making, and all yes. that stuff, and it was just amazing. Shelly's yeah, like, but you're I, back today. Shelly's so. like, I got it. I was like, thumbs up, thumbs yes. up emoji. We're good. Handle that. I'm so gonna give it back to you. Yeah. Okay. So for That's what it's worth, I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. In all areas. Yes. yes. It's beautiful thank to watch God using you in such beautiful thank ways. Thank you. Very you were missed. Sweet. Very much so. You were missed because you were gone. <laughs> I was gone. You were gone, gone. You were uh, very far away from here seeing very beautiful things. So yeah. I want to hear about your trip, right? Uh, so, um, yeah. So we went out west and it was um, it was Arizona, Utah, uh, 
Colorado and I can't remember where else. Wow. Yeah. New Mexico. So yes. it was like, it was a crazy whirlwind. Ed did the math. I think we flew like 3,000 miles and bust like 1,800 miles. Oh, and wow. um, I even have to go back to my pictures to like comprehend. But but I think the thing, the thing I want to share today is, it, and it kind of went with your message, Ryan. It's this idea that we serve this big God that we can't put in our pocket mm. to understand everything. But we were at the Grand Canyon. And when you're looking at it, even if you've seen pictures, we kept using the word incomprehensible. Yeah. Mm. You know, you know, like those um visual things where you can't tell if the steps are going up or down, like yeah. if you look at it one way. Yeah. When you look down into the Grand Canyon, you can't tell like what are the peaks and what are the valleys wow. because color-wise and shadow-wise. You can't even tell what you're looking at. Yeah. So the whole day, um, you can walk the South Rim, which we did, which is just amazing. And I just kept saying to Ed, incomprehensible. You just, you can't even tell what you're looking yeah. at. And when I was laying in bed that night, um, I was just, I threw up a prayer to God. We're so tired when you do that kind of thing. <laughs> and you're like, thank you for that. That was amazing. And one of the things he's been teaching me about is his love. Mm -hmm. And he gave me this, this was from Ephesians. And it says, uh, Paul says, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, mm -hmm. how long, and how deep is the love of Christ. Mm. And when you stand at the Grand Canyon and you can't see the bottom, yeah. you can't tell what you're looking at. Yeah. And it runs like 200 some odd miles this way and like 18 miles this way and you can see across. Yeah, when you really have this idea that God's love is that deep, is that mm. wide, is that long and that high, mm. it is incomprehensible. Mm, yeah. And so that was, there were a whole bunch of moments like that because yeah, yeah. when you see what God does, it's so mind blowing. Yeah. But, um, but that was just, it was, it was that moment. And I it, love that. So how yeah. grand was the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And to think that, you know, of course they'll tell you like it's gazillion years old or whatever uh -huh. it is. And you'd be like, my God, put this right yeah. here just for me to look uh -huh. yeah. at this moment. <laughs> yes. This was my moment. Oh, so, yeah. that's, that's really great. You know, Robin, thank you for sharing that's that. Good. I love that. I love that you can, you, you think you might just be like getting away or going on a trip, but like mm -hmm. sometimes that's the sweetest thing is, you know, we sometimes get in our little like mm -hmm. New River bubble. This is where we live and work and these are where our friends are and this is all the things. And this is where we see God move. Mm -hmm. And then you just travel thousands and thousands of miles and God, the same God is meeting you right there in that moment. And it's just the sweetest thing. So it's not just a trip. That's just a getaway. Mm -hmm. It's experiencing the same God in a different place in a different way, in a new way. And so that is a spiritual really vacation. It, uh -huh. it is. It, well, and that's what's beautiful. So even yeah. though I'm tired, uh, parts of my brain are very well rested. Yeah, you got in at 1030 last night and uh -huh. you are here right now at 8. Well, but that, that was, that was a, there's a time change. So 1030 oh. last night was 1230 to us. At oh, that point. Yeah, great, so great, great. I told you, I'm here for, I have all my energy. <laughs> and after this hour, I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. That sounds you great. <laughs> Good plan. Good plan. Awesome. Um, well, I do have a quick story too. Um, so over the weekend, we had... We're planning for the summer. So we've been planning for the summer and um, we're going to go through talking about, well, the sermon series for the summer will be House of Miracles mm -hmm. and how this, I, I don't even know how it came about other than we're all sitting around talking about people in our lives that we're hearing talk about these crazy miracles that God has done in their life, either some sort of redemption story or just the way that God showed up for them or met them or um, called them out of sin or like whatever it is. It's just these crazy miracles. And um, so we kind of planned that for the summer that we would want to share some of these stories. And so um, spoiler alert for what the summer will look like, but I have to share it because it was such a special night. 
Um, what we're going to do for that is we pulled together, um, it's eight different stories from people in our church. Just again, people who are sharing ways that God has moved in miraculous, powerful, like can only be explained by the power of God type of ways. And so we had them together on Saturday, um, to share a dinner together. Um, which in itself was amazing. Like these strangers come together and there is only, there's one couple sharing their story of redemption. So they came together as a couple, but most of these, the rest of them all came as individuals. So they're married people, they have families and stuff like that, but they just came by themselves. So it's these strangers sitting at a table together and immediately the fellowship that happened, just like the sharing of life and talking about who they are, where they're from, all this kind of stuff. And then um, it just got deeper and deeper, like the conversation over dinner um, as time went on. And then they, we moved them to the living room and each of them shared their story. Um, and so we filmed it all and that will kind of be throughout the eight weeks. Each week, we're going to share a different story on, on a Sunday morning and then, you know, through social media or whatever. And so I just, it's one of those things, like in the moment, I thought, I know everybody will see the stories, but gosh, I wish everybody could see what is happening in this room. And mm -hmm. it was just such a beautiful, I even got a text after from one of the, the girls who participated and shared her story. And she just said, I never wanted to leave that living room. And Aww. it was a beautiful thing. So we worshiped together. We had a time where we like worshiped together. The stories, some of them are very heavy. You know, yeah. a lot of the things that you see, it's funny because, um, I mean, it kind of parallels even with what you're talking about on Sunday where how do you see the glory of God? Sometimes it's in the depth of depravity and where mm -hmm. he showed up. You Like to see mm -hmm. the bigness of what he can do, would it have been as big if the problem wasn't that big? Mm. I, you know, I don't know. Would our, our perception of it probably wouldn't have been that way. So you're talking about people who have been in the depths and experienced a lot of hurt. And to watch these strangers love and support each other and cheer each other on because they're all talking about the same God and what, you know, that same God did this in my life too. And I just can't really put words to the fact. All I'm really saying is like, if you're around for the summer, like get to church, <laughs> hear these stories. And then to me, one of, one of the, my biggest takeaways, and I texted this to the group afterwards, that one of my biggest takeaways and encouragements is to turn your own homes into a house of miracles. Like this can, can and should be replicated invite people to your house, talk about what the Lord has yeah. done, share the miracles that he has done in your life. And this is how community is created. Like they are forever bonded by yeah. sharing their stories and that can and should be replicated. Mm -hmm. Like we can do this exact same thing. You can invite people into your home on a Tuesday night yep. and talk about what the Lord has done and it will create just a beautiful community of faith. And mm -hmm. so that's the whole, you know, that was another encouragement is like, you guys have all shared your stories now and we know how the enemy attacks. We know his tactics and how he comes in to steal, kill and destroy. Now we're kind of accountable to each other on the days that are hard, on the days when the accuser makes us feel like, mm -hmm. remember what you did? Yeah. No, we get to remind each other, no, but remember what God did. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, um, that's that's probably my that, biggest takeaway. Yeah, that night, man. So, and I'll, I said this, there and I was like, I thought when we did this, I was I was excited about it. So yeah. don't hear me wrong, but it was also like, yeah, you know, we'll share a little story here, a little story there yeah. about how God worked in someone's life. But sitting in that room, you could literally—it's not feel in your spirit the Holy Spirit. You felt the weight in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. man. And what was amazing is that, yeah, like you pointed out, everybody had a different story, mm -hmm. but God still met up and met their need. Mm -hmm 
for what they needed in that moment. Yeah. And it was marriage stuff. It was drug and alcohol stuff. It was sex addiction stuff. It was coming from the Mormon faith. I mean, it was over and over. Yeah. So many different stories. And here's what it made me realize. I think um, one of the guys doing it pointed this out. is like our church, it's just amazing to see that we're all normal, mm-hmm. right? Because you think in your story, the things you struggle with that not necessarily you're only one. I know we, that's, we hear that all the time, but like everybody does have a specific struggle mm-hmm. But it's okay mm-hmm. because we do serve the same God and he'll meet you exactly where you are to help you, to get you out yeah. of that. If you submit, that's the thing. Every, If you notice this, the key word in all that, what no one said, but it was the truth, is everyone submitted to Christ. And mm-hmm. when they all submitted to Christ, that's when the turnaround started. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. So yeah, that's where it starts every time. Yeah. Well, so and the good. beauty of submit is that's, that's why the brokenness and the sin, right? That's when you you submit when you can't fix it yourself. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's what the beauty the beauty is. When you get to the end of yourself and mm-hmm. you can't make the thing better, that's where submit lives. Yeah. And that's God's grace that he brings us to that place of yeah. submission. It right? is. Which is it so is. hard to think Ugh. about that, especially in these stories, yeah. mm-hmm. because every single one of them was was there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I literally have nothing else I can do mm-hmm. except trust you. Mm-hmm. So I guess mm-hmm. I will, you know, and yeah. you know, they said it not that hard, but you know, and then man, so here's what I came my way with. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a life-changing, life-changing series. I think so too. We say that every time, but I really do believe that the spirit of God <laughs> led us to do, actually led y'all three, Greg, Alex, and Sally, because y'all really came up mm-hmm. with this idea. And the fact that the Holy Spirit led y'all to do that, and we were all like, yes, let's go for it. I, I can't wait. Well, when does it, it start? Uh, it Next starts, week? No, June 5th. Oh, June 5th. Okay. <laughs> June 5th. So literally through June and July. So it starts the first week of June, ends the last week of July. Yeah. And um, I just think, I do think it's going to be, I do think it's going to be life-changing for people um, because it, it there is something about hearing similarities of your own story and someone else and um, being like, oh, look what God did for them. What could he do for me? And um, empowering people to share their own stories. That's that's going to be another huge piece of this series is empowering you to share your own story because, you know, I, I don't want to go on this too long because I want us to talk about the sermon. But um, in this world today, people are looking for, well, what does the Bible say about this? What does this say about this? And sometimes we, you know, even you said it from the stage of the Sunday, right? I don't have all the answers. I can't know the infinite mm-hmm. mind of God, yeah. but you know what someone cannot take from you is your story and what God has done for you. Mm-hmm. They, they can't, they can't refute it. And so um, I said that because of that was the night before, right? Yeah, we did this and yeah. I was just like, man, your story is beautiful. Yeah. When you, when you see Christ in your story, mm-hmm. that's what makes it beautiful. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying in that room, every single one of them, found Christ in their story. Yeah. And um, I think I said this then too, is, and this is something I want to talk about in my story, but yeah. it's like, we are here at this specific moment in history. Mm-hmm. God gave you your story for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Find Christ in it and use it to help others. I yeah. mean, that, and that's what I got out of that. Yeah, for sure. Well, you go into yours. You had a, yeah. <laughs> we're all super amped this morning. I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> so yeah, um, I went to uh, this conference. I had, I had the, the honor to benefit the privilege. The privilege. Mm-hmm. What other words can I use? Mm-hmm. Uh, to this conference, um, uh, this past two days, Monday and Tuesday, it's mm-hmm. called the Art of Teaching Conference. Um, I have a folder on my computer that says things Sally said I could do better. And so, <laughs> oh my God. so Alex approached <laughs> me um, the other day. That is exactly what you, it says. Because you renamed it that Things day. Sally said I should do better. <laughs> I put... <laughs> resources. And he took it as things I should be doing better. No, it's a joke. Uh, But um, so I got to go to an art of teaching conference, honestly, to 
to improve the communication of the Word of God. Yeah. Uh, I think we could always get better at that. No matter if you're a pastor, teacher, or just someone who loves Jesus, mm-hmm. we could all get better at, at communicating the Word of God. So we went, uh, it was, I went, Vernon went, Logan went, Liam went, Alex went. Um, was that it? Mm-hmm. I did not. It was go. five of you. No, you did not. It was you, a man's only trip. We party. We got an Airbnb. It was awesome. Um, me and Alex cuddled. I'm joking. Okay, oh here we go. Oh my gosh. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, coffee. We didn't cuddle. Producer Greg. <laughs> um, Edit, please. What was I saying? Yeah. You went to the You're art of teaching yeah. conference. You so, learned a lot, clearly, telling this story. <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought, but I did learn so much. Uh, it was incredible. We had, if you want to call them an, a cel- uh, Christian celebrities, <laughs> the most humble people. Um, and I want to share share something in the conference in the message. So yeah. I'll wait, but I will say that the, if you know the guys who, who do Bible project, mm-hmm. one of the main ones, a guy named Tim, named, a guy named John, John was there. Um, we have a dude named, what is it? Jeff, Jeff, Jefferson Bethke. Bethke, if that ring, name mm-hmm. sounds familiar. Anyway, a lot of extremely talented, God fearing men and women mm-hmm. uh, taught and really helped us develop our skills in, in, in preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it was completely life changing. It was one of the best conferences I've ever been to. Wow. Um, the worship part. I mean, what I loved about it is they under, cause they are, most of them are actually mm-hmm. pastors at a church or teachers and they don't have any downtime. Mm-hmm. So they understood the need for most of the room is pastors of some level, student pastor, uh, women's pastors, lead pastors. So they were like, we need y'all to rest. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to worry about time, right? You don't have to worry about um, going out on the patio and putting your pastor face on. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Just rest, listen, and worship. And uh, that was one of the the best things of that is mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry. And I think the rest of the guys agreed. We can just sit in the presence of God and worship. And it was mm-hmm. so so much rest for my soul that I was telling you before. I don't think I've ever experienced that before. Exactly. And um, that's the best thing of it. Mm-hmm. Then so much information that I can't even remember right now we wrote down a ton of notes uh but it was it was awesome and yeah. um i'll tell you this it it lit a fire in my soul mm-hmm. and what i've learned is we i think we're pretty bold with what we share mm-hmm. it's not enough yeah. that in the world today is so uh against the truth of god we have to be even more bold in a respectful way right to to, to preach the word of god mm-hmm. and so um on sunday what my plan is um, I know we're in Old Covenant, New Covenant, and I'll tie it in there. But what I wanted to do is give uh, the points that I learned out of this, because mm-hmm. within the teaching how to communicate better, they honestly, they preached to us. Mm-hmm. And there were so many good nuggets, like Chick-fil-A nuggets of information <laughs> that that our church needs to hear. Yeah. And so my thought is, why don't I recap my what I took, what they said, how I internalized it, and, and share the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to say that I think— I might step on some toes in a good way, mm-hmm. in a righteous way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the truth. Well, good. Well, so good luck exciting. on Sunday. Yeah, okay. Good luck to he us. Did, no, no, the reason I can say that is because that's how I felt. Yeah. And it was a it was a good conviction yeah. to never stop seeking the Lord. Yeah. Never stop, you know, um, trying to understand a deeper level of your Christianity, of your faith in Christ. That's and, so um, good. That's well, I'm excited. That's going to be awesome then. Maybe. Well, let's, let's throw it back to this past Sunday. Wow, that message was so good. Just lots of mm-hmm, amens, mm. and then Brandon, come yeah. on, come yeah. on, whatever yeah. he said. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, it truly, it was just such an amazing message um, from beginning to end. So let's dive into that because originally, again, that was not on that was not the plan for the message, but because it was in a response to the first week of 
better promises, the response that you had was lots of questions like, okay, if it was going to take all of this to bring us back to God, why did he allow sin to happen in the first place? And so I love, you did touch on this and I'll just give some of that like behind the scene into our sermon planning meeting, because you would kind of send out the question. You're like, Hey, be thinking about this, looking things up, just like bring resources to help kind of flesh out this message because the question I got a lot was, why did God allow sin in the first place? And so um, so we get to sermon planning, and it is interesting because you do go to the initial, like when you sent out the question, why did he allow, allowed in the first place? We talked about that. Why is the tree in the garden in the first place? Like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and um, getting to the place of understanding free will and Oh, you guys had, did you guys talk about this? Oh, you'll see. Oh, okay. I can't wait. (laughs) Um, But the thing that I saw was like when I was looking up, because that was kind of my initial gut reaction too, was like, well, it's so that we could have free will. And I started looking deeper into it. There was a specific article from the Gospel Coalition and they had said, um, if this is your question, the answer that is widely accepted is just because it allows free will. But it went into like a few of the reasons that that's a little bit insufficient. And yeah. number number one was God has free will and He doesn't sin. Ooh, I I was wow. like, well, I guess that's right, you know, like right. yeah. Next. So He yeah. let it out. So um, anyway, there were like two or three other things. So it was kind of like, yeah, this is an interesting deeper question because why would He allow it? And then it goes deeper into um, this question of um, basically, you know, even if we say that it's because a fallen world shows his grace. Couldn't an unfallen world show that? And then it goes, it went back to kind of what you said, where it's like, not really like technically, could he have put that in our hearts? Yeah. I mean, but there's a lot of stuff that he put in our hearts, but would we have actually known the depth of why would we need mercy? Why would we need to know that characteristic of him if we don't need mercy? Hmm. And so it's this well-rounded view of God um, so anyway, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I feel like I'm just like jumping around, but that was kind of, uh, you know, yeah. the, the initial points that was like, this is, this is really interesting to unpack. And um, well, go, go back to this because yeah, yeah. you already touched on it and I want to go back to what I was saying. But first you, you mentioned, you know, even understanding that everything God does is for his glory, mm-hmm. takes submission on, on, a, mm-hmm. uh, it, it requires us to submit to him. We, and again, human minds, we're in a culture where we want to be the top, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and maybe not everybody, but it just seems like we always want to be better than the next person, Mm -hmm. right? And that's, that's sin. So when you look at God and you say, wait a second, everything you do, like everything that I do, it has to bring you glory. Mm -hmm. Like it takes us in our minds and our hearts, the renewing of your mind through the Holy Spirit to say, it's a pleasure Mm -hmm. to bring you glory. Mm -hmm. So even understanding at the beginning that Everything we do and everything he does is so that he may be glorified, takes us to submit to him. And that's the first thing we got to talk about. Yeah. Well, so when you were talking about Adam, this this really struck me because I I don't know why out of nowhere it just felt like something unlocked in my mind. But you're talking about Adam. And I thought this was a cool picture for anyone who looks at God as a dictator, like anyone who just has that, that view of God. God just wants to take from me. He just wants this. In the beginning, so Adam knew what what the result of sin would be, that it would be death, made the choice to eat, knowing what it would be, and that the initial reaction of God is mercy, because you see that too in the, um, the blocking off of the tree of life and then the covering of him. If he were a dictator, if he were the, um, 
just the punisher, yeah. you know, that I think a lot of people view God as like, oh, if I misstep, he's going to punish me. He's going to, if you, if you view him that way, this is the perfect example. Like at the very beginning, knowing what was happening, he set the rules in place because in his infinite wisdom and knowledge, he knows what happens when we sin. Mm-hmm. So he sets the boundaries in place. And even when we step outside of the boundaries, the fact that his initial reaction is mercy and a covering that gives us yeah. that shows us what we need to know about the character of God. You know what's crazy about that? So the tree of life, mm-hmm. this is two different trees. Yeah. The tree of life is in the garden. This is the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. So what attracted them was the evil. They already had the good. Mm. Attracted them was the evil. And uh I, that so when I read this, that it was Genesis two, sixteen through seventeen, what you're referring to. You must not eat the tree of good and evil, for if you eat it, you'll die. But that was even before he created Eve. I thought that was a significant fact mm-hmm. too. So it what, it what it reminded me of is like, so they were never tempted. Like, I don't know how many days in between this and that they were tempted. So mm-hmm. before Adam even knew what evil was, he didn't know, what do you mean I can't eat from it? It's just, you say this, okay, I'll follow you. Mm-hmm. So he didn't even have an idea of sin or disobeying God at this mm-hmm. point. And he already knew the outcome, yeah. right? So I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, to me, that was so amazing that before you created Eve, you told them the outcome of the sin that you don't know what is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't yeah. know what sin is. Yeah. He just knows good. I just thought that was so interesting to me that he told them that and then created Eve. And then that's when they ate of the tree. Yeah. Y'all follow me on that? Yeah, I do follow you. I don't know my I think is. it's so interesting that, but the thing is, Right. Somehow Adam had to believe that he was going to circumvent the outcome. Right. Mm. He had to, because why would you do that? Mm -hmm. And we do the same thing when we sin. Mm -hmm. We somehow think we we could be just like Adam. We know the outcome of sin. It always causes pain. There's always some sort of death born in our lives, either for ourselves or for other people. Mm -hmm. And yet we do it because somehow we think we'll circumvent the outcome. That's so good. That is so. I love that. Because because he's a deceiver. He is a deceiver. I was about to say, that's deception. And that's exactly what he does. He he does. He, he does, does that. He does All that. right. Can I um, attempt to blow your mind for a second? Please. Okay. So yeah, at this wait. conference, um, the guy, John, his name is John Collins, for real. Uh, he, we have a story. Um, he is one of the creators and founders of Bible Project. Mm-hmm. All right. And so he, when I say smart that or brilliant, I don't even think brilliant describes him. It's just the uh, he's just that guy. <laughs> and he literally opened my eyes to something where I like, I, I almost convulsed. I was like, what, what just <laughs> happened? You know, the physical uh, reaction. I think I like hit. So <laughs> Vernon and Logan were on the side of me and my arms just went boom. And I, think I, just, you know, I was like, what? All right. So we talking about this. I guess it's so fresh to me too. Cause it was mm-hmm. talking about the, the, the knowledge of tree, the tree, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Okay. Just give me a second. Let me try. I'm going to try to do as eloquently as he did, which I will fail at. But this, man, it's just so good. All right. So let's read Genesis 3, 4, and 5 real quick um, because it all starts here. Genesis 3, 4, and 5. This is the HCSB or Holman Christian Standard Bible. I thought you were saying no, th- chapters. chapters 3, 4, <laughs> Wait, and 5. I don't know that we have time for chapters no, 3, 4, three and five. 4, and 5. So this is exactly what we were just talking about. The woman said to the serpent, right? So they're already talking. The serpent says, no, you will not die is what he's saying. In fact, he goes on to say, God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. All right, so he opened up this whole thing talking about themes. If you know Bible Project, they do themes throughout Mm -hmm. the Bible. So there's all kinds of themes that are in the very beginning 
in the middle, mm-hmm. and in the end. The theme he was talking about here was understanding, and I'm not going to get deep into this, but basically the Hebrew word for understanding um, be- means being in the middle of a situation, right? The root the root of that word, I think it was bina, B-I-N-A-N-A-H, if I'm right, um, the root of it is just not, you don't know, no clarity. The full word means getting clarity to either good or evil, mm-hmm. right? That's the understanding throughout the theme of the Bible. So the question is, because he's a question guy, and if you listen to these, that's what he answers. He's like, what I don't understand, he asked Tim, the other founder, he's like, I just want to read the Bible. I want to form a bunch of questions, and I want to ask you the answers. So he asked the question, why would God put a tree in the garden that would give you knowledge of good and evil. Like, it seems like a trap almost, mm-hmm. right? And so when I read that, I, same thing. And this is really what came to the question of why did God allow sin in the first place? Like, is it a trap? Like, you give us all this stuff, and then you give us one tree not to eat in the middle of the garden, right? Mm-hmm. Like a golden beacon of light saying, don't touch this. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to touch it. Mm-hmm. So it's a trap. Here's what happened. The word good and evil in that verse I just read, together, it's the Hebrew word lima, L-E-M-M-A. Good is a word, I'm Hebrew, I don't know. It's called T-O-B, but it's pronounced tov, Mm -hmm. tov, tov. I listened to it over and over again. Levi laughed at me. (laughs) The evil is ra, R-A. So tov and ra, good and evil, together lima. Now here's what really blew my mind. (laughs) Go now to 1 Kings 3. Okay. Right? This is, well, I'm going to read it, but you can. Solomon, this is when Solomon is, is, takes over there. He's now king. And um, he asked, he gives a, it says in first oh, Kings three, he, he gives, for wisdom. he gives a thousand burnt offerings. And it says that the Lord appeared to Solomon because he was offering worshiping. And the Lord asked him, what should I give you? Mm-hmm. So think about this. And this is what the guy tried to explain. This is his information. I'm just reciting mm-hmm. it. Um, Solomon could have had anything. The Lord asked him, what should I give you? He could have power. He could have money. He could have health. He could have security. He could have all his enemies wiped off the face of the planet. But what did he ask for? And it says in uh, verse seven, Lord, my God, you have now made your servant king in my father David's place. Yet I am a youth with no experience and leadership. This is a man and a king. And he goes before his father in a childlike faith, right? Your servant is among your people you have chosen, a people too numerous and too numbered to be or counted. So this is what he asked for. Give your servant an obedient heart to judge your people and to discern, to understand the between good and evil. That's the same good and evil, the words translated as Garden of Eden. So in Hebrew language, sometimes you say good and evil, but that could also be translated to a different form of good and evil. Mm-hmm. This is the same form as the tree of good and evil. All right. So he's asking, Lord, give me knowledge between good and and evil. I don't understand, and I want to be in the in the correct place in my life. So what did God do to Adam and Eve when they ate of the tree of good and evil? What did he do? Clothe them. No. What did he do ultimately? Put them out of the yeah, garden. Them out. Punish yeah. them. Yeah. Let's call it punishment. What did God do to Solomon when he asked for good and evil? Verse 10. Now it pleased the Lord that Solomon had requested this. So God said to him, because you've requested this and did not ask for long life riches for yourself or the death of your enemies, but you asked for discernment, understanding for yourself and to understand justice, I will therefore do what you asked. I will give you a wise and an understanding heart 
so that there has never been anyone like you before and never will be again. So here's the main point that this guy was trying to get to. When we talk about the tree of in the garden, it wasn't a trap. It was an invitation. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was just like, what just happened to wow. me? So he said, it begs another question, but speculating. What if Adam and Eve asked God for the same thing Solomon did? Mm-hmm. God, why can't I eat from this tree? Not just take it. So what we do is we take our understanding, and this is what I learned. I don't know if he said this or not, but this is what I learned. We take our understanding of the word or of God and we place it into our own hands. Mm -hmm. Solomon asked for wisdom Mm -hmm. from God to understand. Adam and Eve grabbed it to understand and they were cast out. Mm -hmm. The tree was not a trap of sin. It was an invitation to be enlightened to the truth Uh from God himself. That is so good. Think about Mm -hmm. that. That is so good. So here's what we do. And this is another thing that that I got out of what he was teaching. And he said it way better than I, because again, the room was just silent. And they were like, oh, you know, I've never thought about it that way. Uh-huh. But here's what we do. And this is what Adam and Eve did compared to Solomon. We automatically put negative connotations on God. Uh-huh. So in the beginning, we think. You don't want me to have it. You don't want me to have it. Why can't I have this guy? Why are you holding oh this back gosh. for me? But not only this, but think about. Think about in the Bible. When we think of the wrath of God, do you think of that as a positive thing for you as a Christ follower, or do you think of it as a negative thing? Mm-hmm. Well, why would God punish people? Why would God send people to hell instead of, thank you, God, for saving me mm-hmm. and protecting me for all of eternity mm-hmm. from people who could draw me away from your righteousness? Mm-hmm. We negatively interpret the word of God because we try to do it in our understanding, not the spirit of God's understanding. We don't think of it positively. We think about it negatively. So the truth is, right? And this is what I'm telling you. I came renewed. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. what we do. What follow about. that under the folder. Yeah. Yeah, Sally. <laughs> but wait, wait, I'm not done. Okay, because again, this is when he, my mind, I don't even remember the rest of it because at that point when he hit me with that, I came to a place and this was a, a and I mean this in like a positive way, a puddle of stupidity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I have such a long way to go to grow in my faith mm-hmm. and knowledge of the Lord. Mm-hmm. If this, how did he draw out that conclusion? It's because he studies, mm-hmm. he prays, he's invested in the word of God. My point is, if we would just take, and this is anybody, I'm not talking about us who work at a church, anybody who reads the word of God, if we would just look at it a little deeper rather than surface level, mm-hmm. not God put a tree in there so that we would be trapped in a sin. No, he put a tree to invite you to ask him for wisdom. If we just took a little bit of time and look deeper into the word of God rather than surface level reading, we take time to study. We take time to ask and seek wisdom from the Holy Spirit. We will find that God, and I wrote this this morning, God had a very detailed plan and points us to understanding him and his love. Mm-hmm. Solomon did that. Yeah. Adam and Eve didn't. Mm-hmm. Solomon was given wisdom above any other human to ever live. Yeah. Adam and Eve got cast out of the garden mm-hmm. and sentenced to death. That's incredible. That is amazing. But what's interesting is, so in Genesis 3, she it says, he, the serpent said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of the tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the of the fruit of the tree in the garden, but God said, God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, blah, 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 blah. She's having a dialogue with the serpent and never once asked God. Mm. She asked permission from the serpent. Can I, are you sure I can eat this? This is not what he said. 
And then, you know, they have this whole conversation about you should, you shouldn't, it's not going to kill you, blah, 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 blah. She never asked for clarity to God. Um, I got something else that goes along with that, but I really want to save it for Sunday. <laughs> but if you listen to the podcast, you're going to get a little hint. Yay. All right. So this, go, this change your viewpoint. This is going to be one of my points that I learned. Change your viewpoint. So he, one of the, uh, one of the pastors and, and teachers, his name is John Tyson. He brought up this point where it says in, um, I think it's John, where Peter, you're going to be sifted like wheat. Like Satan asked, hmm. basically asked. Asked permission, yeah. Okay, and then it, and he related that. I'm trying to get, I have to study a little bit more. So it might be um, unpolished. <laughs> but basically it goes to, the, the sun goes to darkness and it's, it's an mm-hmm. eclipse that covers the sun. Um, and his point was, you know, God is always there. The sun, when the eclipse comes, is still, the sun's still there. It's just covered. Mm-hmm. So what Satan tries to do is get in between you and God mm-hmm. and cover. Now, God's still there. It's just covered. So, but if you change your viewpoint, right? So this eclipse is, is not the whole world. It's only mm-hmm. certain people that can mm-hmm. see the eclipse. If you just change your viewpoint of what's actually occurring, mm-hmm. you'll still see God. Mm-hmm. Get a, don't let Satan distract you and cover the sun. Mm-hmm. It's not it's still there. So that's change that, your viewpoint. That's that quote I sent to you yesterday. It was a C.S. Lewis quote um, that uh, Passion had actually shared. But I mean, it, I, I thought about it all day long. I thought about it in so many different contexts. Um, but it said, let me pull it up because I don't want to butcher it because, you know, he said it so well himself. Um, there is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and then counterclaimed by Satan. And it's like, there, that's that's everything. So when mm. we're being deceived or whatever, all that is is something that has been claimed by God already mm. because He is the Creator, um, Sustainer. He's mm-hmm. He's the One, but counterclaimed by Satan. And mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so that we see that originally, God mm. claimed this for them, and He told them what it would do. And this is His garden, and Satan, and Satan comes to, in immediately yeah, and tries to counterclaim, counterclaim this. For himself. I, let me tell you why this is connecting for me. So I did this study of Genesis like a couple months ago, and this guy had said something and it was like speculating, but this is adding meat to what he said because it was just kind of a speculation of, so why was the tree of knowledge of good and evil in there? And he his speculation was, eventually would God have let them eat as they grew in their relationship with him, their trust of him, their understanding, or whatever that is, they're growing in the knowledge of goodness because they're with God mm-hmm. in the garden. Would the relationship have, was it always going to be a no? Was there a possibility that they could have eaten? And that's why what you're saying adds meat to it. Mm -hmm. Maybe if they had asked, if they had, you know, wanted Mm -hmm. a a righteous way of doing this versus a rebellious way of, I'm just going to do it because you told me not. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever their thinking behind it was, whatever our thinking behind sin is, honestly. Do you know why she actually ate of the tree? Think about it. Don't wait. If you're reading it, don't do you, just think about it. I'm not reading it. Okay, fine. Know. So just try to answer. Why did she actually look, eat of the tree? Eat of the fruit? Do you know why? She saw it and it was desirable. For what? Knowledge. Wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. She took it into her own hands. She thought this looks good for wisdom because I was deceived. Yeah. But again, Solomon said, I can I grant to me wisdom. Yeah. She took it in her own hands. Solomon went to the Well, Lord. think about, this just makes me recall all the places in scripture and the New Testament where God asks us to ask for wisdom. Like mm-hmm. James, ask for wisdom. I'll give it to you <laughs> generously to without you. fault. Mm-hmm. Ask, seek, knock. You will find me. If you search for me with all your heart, with you will find heart. me. That's yes. Jeremiah, not Old uh, New Testament. But like, 
That's the thing. Like yes. you just come to me and ask and I'll give it to you. Yeah. I'm not going to withhold That's that so from good. you. And what stood out for me when you were talking on Sunday was when you first talked about Satan, what happened to him mm-hmm. is he did not stay in his position yes. of authority. Yeah. Wow, and that's yeah. exactly what you're all talking about. He yeah. started it because he did not. And that is flesh always. Mm-hmm. Like you talked about wanting to be better than like the flesh always wants a higher mm-hmm. place of authority. Mm-hmm. Satan didn't stay in his place of authority. Mm-hmm. That was the original fall. Yeah. And when he came to them, he suggested that they not stay in their place of yes. authority and that they take it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you go to the Solomon piece where he asks God for it, mm-hmm. like our job is to always be the child and to always ask. I love the way you ended with the, um, the, our father prayer on Sunday. But this idea that we are a child and we go to our father, he gives us all the good things. Mm -hmm. But when we try to, and all of sin, I've learned that coveting is um, wanting something that God has not given you right now. Mm -hmm. And all of sin is grabbing for ourselves what God has not given us right now, which is that usurping of authority, which all of this is connected to. Yes, bro, that's huge. (laughs) That's patience, That right? A fruit of the spirit. I literally cannot. Oh my gosh. Yeah, can we take that's a great point. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, no, no. Okay, no. yeah, go ahead. Go Let's ahead. battle. Go I'm going to hide. No, you'll win. <laughs> no. I don't want to embarrass myself. No. So what we learned <laughs> in the <laughs> Sermon on the Mount, this is just coming to me, and this is a answered prayer from the Holy Spirit because I did not know what I could offer to this podcast <laughs> today. But in Matthew 7, 7, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, and it says, ask and it will be given. So Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, it will be open. And here's the next verse. Read um, 9, 10, and 11. And it talks about if your son asked for a piece of bread, would you give him a stone? If he asks for fish, would you give him a serpent and yeah. deceive him? Which one? <gasps> All right, Stop. On. It's a joke. I think you know. Which, son? <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it today? Yeah, I yeah, had yeah. a lot of sons. I no, know how that yeah, I don't want to get sorry. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Uh-huh. Bro. I'm a little emotional. <laughs> wait, so. Um, I didn't say Wait. <laughs> This, here's it. No, this is what I know. We a lot of people pointed this out, but again, it's just the, the fact that I brought up on um on Sunday why Satan was cast out of out of heaven mm-hmm. was so because he wanted to be like God, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what he tempts mm-hmm. Eve with. You know, be he'll know you'll be God. like God. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. and he even says this is Satan. And God, when God knows that when you eat of it, that's why he said you can't have it because when like you eat of it, you will be like God. Mm-hmm. And he tempts him with the same thing that. Satan himself is internally tempted by. Mm-hmm. Man. Well, and it's almost like Eve in that moment was like, okay, so I'm not going to actually die. Like uh, lightning yeah. is not going to strike me and I'm not going to just fall to the ground. So it's not as bad as we think, right? This is this is my this is my that's, struggle that's with you, sin. I think that's what that, you're that's saying. That's like this is our humanity. This is why I actually I love that when you first brought all this up, Robin, because it is that thread of humanity. We feel like we would never do that. Mm-hmm. We do it every day. Yeah. And it's it just trickles right down to who we are today in 2022. Yeah. And it's funny, like, I'm, and I may say this, and it may sound silly, but it is the same thing. It is, so if my struggle is food addiction, if I eat this right now, I'm not going to have a heart attack right in this moment right, just because right. I'm eating mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So it's fine. It's not yeah. going to add 10 pounds to my body yeah. today right now, so yeah. it's not that bad. Yeah. So anyway, I don't yeah, know if yeah. that even makes sense, but that is the, that is that thought. It's, yeah. well, it's not, gonna, I'm not going to die in the way that I think, and it's yeah. not really going to be that bad. Mm-hmm. But what does it create that is deeper in yeah. you, either spiritually, emotionally? You know, I, I may not gain 10 pounds, but will I sulk about it for the next 24 hours because right. I 
Well, they, then, so the enemy, know? right? He tempts you and deceives yeah. you into taking the thing. Yeah. And the minute that you eat it, what does he do? There's I can't the accuser. He did that. There's the accuser. Yes. He's right there. Yeah. And that's the way he does everything mm-hmm. that he does. Yes. And yes. so he's he gets us on both ends, yeah. right? Like he has he's the angel of light. He shows us this beautiful uh-huh. thing. And then in the end, and and I almost wonder, like, I guess when somebody was talking, I thought. He felt, you know, like when you fall and you've done something bad and you want somebody else to do it too. So like, yes. And, and yes, so, I do. and so that's, like, that's right. my nightly struggle with my husband. I, I literally last night, I, I ate like, this, have some. I literally <laughs> was like, I want a bowl of cereal. I'm going to make a bowl of cereal. And he's like, don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I was like, I'm going to have a bowl of cereal and I'm making a bowl of cereal. And he's like, will you make one too? And I'm like, absolutely. You I have to. Have to. Yeah. 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 I gave him the bigger bowl. <laughs> so of course yeah. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so even Satan himself, does he delight in us being, not only does he get the company of be like, nah, 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 you did it too, uh-huh. but he gets to go to God. Nah, 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 I made your child. Do oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to punch that dude in Deep. the face. Um, well, that's why we have to always remember that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we need to team up together instead mm-hmm. of against each other. That is so good. Lord. Where do we go from oh, here? Oh, here's I, where I don't we go. Host this so here's a I question. Just sit and listen. Just teach me. Here's a question that a teenager <laughs> asked me on Sunday, which is amazing that they listen. But he said, "How did Satan talk?" Right. And so I was like, I was looking at something. <gasps> I, this was a funny. Is preparing for this. I couldn't go into this because usually all these things add more questions. <laughs> right. Uh, but <laughs> never mind. One yeah. guy was like, "Is it possible that animals could talk before the fall?" You know, and he said, now God made a donkey talk, but Satan, I don't, I feel, I don't know how to say this, but I don't know if he has supernatural powers to get into an animal to make him talk. I think obviously God can, cause he's divine and all he does. But anyway, it was just a point of, well, how did this, how did the serpent actually talk? So hmm. was it a real serpent or was it Satan? Well, the only reason I feel embodied as a serpent strike to heal, but can, so Satan slithered. can, um, change shapes. Shapeshifter. I mean, he, he can do a lot of stuff. Oh, I know. Alex is nodding. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it nodding because <laughs> you're saying like, yes? Well, like, I mean, you question. can you can unknown entertain angels. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. This is what you do. You got to look a little bit deeper and, We're about and go to a little bit deeper into the word of God. For Alex. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we got I think he's going to preach. Doubt, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but so that was just again. That was just one of the nuggets. That let me was just tell like, you why. Oh let gosh. me tell you why. And I don't. I don't want to go into anything crazy or anything like that. But let me tell you. I got emotional a little bit here because I had this thought um, just for our our world right now. Because you know, a lot unfolded last week. A lot there. I, there was just a lot of chatter. I'll say. Um, and I think what people want. It's funny because they don't want the letter of the law, but then sometimes they do. Does the Bible explicitly say this is good or bad? And I want you to point to where it is. And if you point to it here, that's the Old Testament. And if you point to it here, that's not relevant anymore. Whatever. There was just a lot of chatter. Do you guys I, do you guys agree? There yeah. was just a lot going on. Always. Yeah. I had a moment, and this this conversation feels so like an answered prayer to me because I wanted to say to Christians, to people who believe, who are having questions about, well, what does God think about this? And you're just trying to look for it so that you can plead your case either way, either if it's for scripture or against scripture, whatever it is. And I really just wanted to say, if if I could have someone out for coffee and we were just having a friendly conversation about these types of things, I just want to say, but have you asked God? 
Not are you just looking for what exactly this verse and chapter says about this issue. I want to say, you, with the Spirit of God in you, have you asked him what he would think of this issue or this issue? Mm-hmm. And that's why this conversation feels like such a an answered prayer to me. I was thinking about even this morning, driving to work this morning, I was thinking about specific people in my life I'd love to like have that conversation with because I see them, you know, weaponize just a, a chapter and verse. But I want to say, what about the heart of God? Hmm. Have you just asked? And instead of taking this, you know, this specific black and white thing, just consulting mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit. What do you think about this, God? What should I think about this? And that is where you say, like, all the stuff that you just said, Shelly. Mm. Ask, seek, knock, mm. seek me with your whole heart, yeah. and I will give you mm-hmm. what you need. And so anyway, it's just, I, I you know, you know uh, yeah, I hope I mean, that's an encouragement for people. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be a challenge for people. Mm-hmm. When you see stuff on social media, when you get mad, I really want to ask people, have you prayed about this? Mm-hmm. Not what did somebody teach you in a church a long time ago? Mm-hmm. Not what did you hear on TikTok? Not, mm-hmm. you know, this whole thing. Have you taken it to your father and mm-hmm. asked, what, what should my stance be on this? What mm-hmm. should my thoughts be about this? Because what are your thoughts about this? And so anyway, I, that was, that's, that's a challenge to me. It's an encouragement to me. And I hope it is for whoever's mm-hmm. listening. Whatever issues are happening in the world right now. Have you actually prayed about it before you've shared a meme, before you've shared a, a gif or a, mm-hmm. you know, GIF. whatever? Yeah, gif, gif, like. <laughs> Have you asked God? Um, so so yeah. that, what, so, man, it just came to my head when you said that. It's kind of what we, we were talking about on Sunday, too, is if God gave us, if he revealed everything there mm-hmm. is to know about every situation, what need would there be for prayer? Uh-huh. Like, there is, there wouldn't be a need to seek him. We'd have it all. Oh, there it is. Oh, can't do that. Mm-hmm. Can't say that word. Can't drink that. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be, the rules will already be outlined. Mm-hmm. So now it's more of, all right, God, let me discern from what, what you're telling me through wisdom. Mm-hmm. Right, that wisdom is gained through the Holy Spirit through knowledge of the Bible. So you have to seek, you have to wonder, you have to pray, and you have to grow. You're not going to have every answer, mm-hmm. but there is a point where you have to trust that what you've learned from God mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit will lead you to the right answer. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this too: it's not a oh you chose that way, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. God uses it all. Mm-hmm. That's why your story is your story. God can use it, and there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And it might just be to help someone else. That's so good. And well, and that goes back to what you talked about. I love the way you said that everything bears fruit. Yes. And honestly, so this has been, uh, I think it was Alex, you know, when something happens yes. in the supernatural, it relaxes, mm-hmm. rea- it's in the natural. Oh, yeah. Um, so it, the Grand Canyon, which is this big, giant uh-huh. canyon, results in what's called the, the Colorado Plateau. Mm-hmm. So there are all sorts of raised up rocks as you go. So, so we saw Grand Canyon, but there's Bryce Canyon and Zion Canyon, all these things. But a lot of them are not canyons. They're places where the earth elevated to counteract the big hole of the Grand Canyon. And this idea that everything has a reaction, right? Like in God's economy, you reap what you sow, that kind of idea. So even when you're thinking about what you should do, of course, wisdom is a great, but everything will bear fruit. Mm -hmm. So is this going to bear good fruit in my life and, Mm -hmm. and the fruit of the people that I love around me? Or is this because sin always has a price? There is Mm -hmm. always that that positive and negative fruit is we're choosing to do things. Yeah. So another thing I picked up on this, and again, it's probably a Sunday comment, but you know, so he was you can't say it enough times, right? Just keep saying the yeah. same thing. And over especially, and over especially what I'm about to say, because this is something that again, enlightened me. So what Shell and I like to, um, at night watch shows, a certain show. And I th- he, he made a great point of this is like, we think relaxing and there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah. Right? I'm not saying you're wrong if you do this, but 
but it does make you think. Mm-hmm. There's, I think, and I think you think, relaxing is just cutting the lights off, watching a show, and just letting my mind go away. Get mm-hmm. lost in something mm-hmm. other than than life. Mm-hmm. And his point was like, that's not that's not rest. Mm-hmm. That's that's busyness that you're using that in place of resting in the Lord. Mm-hmm. So he he thought he said it this way of stuff like bear fruit. We get lost in social media. Mm-hmm. We all do. Well, I don't say everybody. Most people do. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Can you tell me one good thing that TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram, or any other social media has brought in your life where you're like, I have to read this again. I have to do this again because it brought so much goodness to me. Is there one thing? And now don't answer, but you you see my point. Now relate that to the Word of God. So we spend more time in things that bring absolutely no good fruit. Mm-hmm. Now, it might bring you humor. That's not my point. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about life-changing fruit. Mm-hmm. We spend so much time on that. When we have the Word of God Himself mm-hmm. that brings so much life change and direction mm-hmm. and wisdom and purpose, but we replace it with mind-numbing, just nonsense. Mm-hmm. And He said it this way. I bet you people in here, in this room, and I'll think about our church, think about your friends. Y'all know um, all the popular songs, all the popular dances through TikTok. But I guarantee you, if you ask your church today, less than 30% of them could tell you where the Sermon on the Mount is in the mm-hmm. Bible. Think about that one. We know all this stuff, but you don't even know the Word of God. So this is funny because this is how I've, uh, you know, I think I, I brought it up in here one day, but one day I was with Brandon and I was like, what, you know, first of all, the the Tower of Babel, that was, it's another thing to be like God, to understand, to reach this pinnacle of knowledge and everything like that. And I asked Brandon, I was like, do you feel like TikTok is like a modern Tower of Babel? Like it is just to get the most amount of information possible. And I'll tell you, so I did, I fasted from TikTok, from social media, um, like for Lent or whatever. And the only thing that I missed and I didn't really miss it, but like there was a part of me that was like, I do miss not knowing things like that are happening in the world, but the things that are happening. So now I'm back on social media and I find myself sick to my stomach and just shutting off stuff mm-hmm. because I'm like, I don't want to know this. I don't want to know the, I don't want to know the darkness in the world. I don't want to know all the news, sto- like the news stories get me like mm. it's heavy stuff like that happens in the world, whether, you know, stuff that ha- like domestic abuse or stuff with like terrible things happening to children and like all these different things. I'm like, gosh, it it crushes my soul. And it is now here. So I am back right now in a decision of like, do I need to get back off of this again? Like was, should that have been more of a permanent decision than a fast? Because Mm -hmm. it brings so much heaviness. So here's the thing. If you think it, yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's no question to it. That's, 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 the Holy Spirit. And not that that's everybody's thing right now, but no, it's right, worth right. looking at. It is. And now here's what I will say. I, it's and because not I don't want to refute what you're saying, um, but I will say that uh, there was a particular issue that I was like on the fence about that I didn't under that I was like almost like did God really say you know like I was kind <laughs> mm-hmm. of there like and I wanted to know like chapter letter verse tell me where it's wrong tell me where God says mm. it's wrong. And I'm not kidding, through TikTok, the Lord used it in such a good way in my life that (laughs) I can, without a doubt, really say, Mm -hmm. regardless of chapter, letter, verse, 
I feel like I understand the heart of God on this issue and it moved me closer to God. Yeah. So I will say that. So that happens. Now, is that the majority of the time? No. And could I have just found it by like being in the word and prayer? Probably. Yes. You know, yeah, and, <laughs> right, right. And, that, and that's, that's not, the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I, that was obviously the extreme. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But the whole point is we do that in multiple things, yes, right? And that, social media is just one of And I'm not a social media hater. I, yeah. I'm on social media. No, exactly. I look at Twitter and all these things. My, my thing is though, when we start, memorizing those kind of things yes. and 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 that's that's our priority uh-huh. rather than being in the word of God. Oh, I think we that all the run. time. You know, I could probably quote to you like 75% of the office. Yeah. I use I use oh, don't, 10 that, quotes. But that's, that's not, okay. That's, that's not, <laughs> but don't ask me to yeah. quote a lot of the Bible. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I, well know? and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I sat there thinking and just getting inside my head, I'm a I'm a pastor of a church and I'm convicted that mm-hmm. I'm not in the word of God more. And that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing. And that's yeah. why I, I was telling Alex I felt almost I felt a comfort saying, like mm-hmm. thinking to myself, I've got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Like, and and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm ready. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But Kinda, you. <laughs> it's not about condemnation. It's about conviction. Mm-hmm. And so yes. your eyes were opened. Yes. And you have the option to make a better choice, just like Eve. One uh-huh. will bear good fruit and one will not. Yeah. And here's the lie. Like, we believe, I think the reason that we don't do that, right, is we're so, there's so much in our hearts and our minds. And we're, we are trying to shut it off. Mm-hmm to get rest, and right? So it doesn't matter if you're eating to fill your hole or watching TV. All of those things are us trying to find rest. The lie is that producing fruit for God is work. That, yes, Robin, yes, The the truth is that when we abide, he's the one who does the work. And so the lie is, and you know, everybody's sitting at this table, I'm looking around, Mm -hmm. we are all Mm performance-based people. Like every Mm -hmm. single one of us feels like we need to do the checklist to get the thing. Mm -hmm. And that's the lie that the enemy is telling Mm -hmm. us that when we sit with God, it should be a resting and abiding and the vine, the fruit produces. It's not work. And that's why it doesn't feel like Well, you've said this before, like, uh, What's a fruit tree? An apple tree. Yeah, that's <laughs> apple a fruit. tree. An apple tree. Pears. Doesn't okay. Pears, Lemons. oranges. All right, I get it. All of them. Um, yeah. an apple tree doesn't think. Oh, I gotta produce an oh, apple. I gotta apple. Yeah. make an apple today. <laughs> like it's just an apple tree. Like yeah. it just does what it does. It's yeah. planted and rooted and watered, and mm. it produces an apple. That's so much more eloquent. I said this. This was my Selah last week, and that that's so much more eloquently put. But that's kind of the point I was trying to get across: is that if you look at whatever it is, like either resting, like spending time in the Word, if that feels like work to you, to me. I'm believing something wrong about God. It, it's I've been deceived. I've been and and that would be the ultimate deception. Yeah. You know, uh, that would be such a victory for the enemy to make mm-hmm. you think that to get in the Word of God would be work, and you don't really want to work on yourself right now. That's going to be too much. It's going to be uh, the too hard burdensome. part is the hard part is giving up you. Yeah, That's, yeah. To, you know, throwing yourself down yeah. on the altar to mm-hmm. crucify yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the hard. Part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read something beautiful this morning and it was this, we know that verse that says, if you have faith as small as a mustard mm-hmm. seed. And what it was talking about was the importance <laughs> of the object of our faith. Mm-hmm. So our God is, the, it, that's the object of our faith. So it doesn't, it only takes a tiny little faith because he is already uh-huh. the big God, uh-huh. right? So it's already happening. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we need to produce big faith in yes. a big God, mm-hmm. even small faith <laughs> in the giant God mm-hmm. is all we need. That, I love that. So at the House of Miracles thing this past weekend, Rodrigo said something that rocked my world. And it was because we, you know, he shared his story and his story, when you listen to it, you're like, what a big faith, what a big faith. And that was probably said that he said, 
you, you know, he literally looked at the whole group. And he was like, you may think, wow, what a big faith, what a big faith. And he said, all it really takes is the faith of a mustard seed. And I feel like my faith is small, but I know that God is so big. Mm. I was like, are you joking me right now? Like, That's that beautiful. Is, that, and, and, and again, it goes back to that view that we have, that we have to have this big, ginormous faith. So we feel like if we come to God with a smaller faith, I don't really know if you could do it. That mm. I, I believe, help my unbelief. That's why I love that that's even in the Bible mm-hmm. because— we do what that's the line we walk most of the time mm-hmm. but even that is enough because God is so big and mm-hmm. so it doesn't have you don't have to muster up this huge faith all in your own it really just takes even just a tiny bit of mm-hmm. faith to see something move and happen because of God's faithfulness mm-hmm. um so yeah I don't know I got nowhere else to go with that well I'm reading job oh yeah let's and this to thing I'm telling you it just blows my mind and the reason I brought in Job, I know Shelly wants to talk about it too. Oh, no. I just, that was the, you asked for my feedback every week. And I said, I loved that Job, Job bit at the mm-hmm. end. Like, I wish we could have camped out there longer. Oh. It was, it was so good. So we, I can't remember where this came. I know we talked about it in, in sermon planning. Um, I know I, you mentioned in Moses. Well, I'm going to bring Moses in this week. But in Job, that's the verse that keeps coming to me. When we do have all these these questions, it's just... And I think God's reasoning for doing what he did to Job for two and a half chapters is so that God's majesty, power, and brilliance is revealed to Job. And that made Job say, I'm so insignificant. Mm-hmm. Like, at, at what you just described, no one can answer you. So I'm just reading it, and these are things I didn't read. The dude <laughs> says to Job, I mean, two chapters. Where did it go? He says, um, oh, I moved it. Give me two seconds. Someone stall. Hmm. Um, what is it? <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay, perfect. Thank you, guys. So this is Job 38, 22. I mean, just again, over and over and over and over and over. And then he says, have you entered the place where the snow is oh, stored? 22, that's what I was reading. Yeah, so or have good. you seen the storehouses of hail, which I have res- hold in reserve for times of trouble for the day of warfare and battle? Is that talking about the end times where God's just going to have a hailstorm on them people? He's going to go a whole shed full of hail yes. ready to go. Just dr- but think about it. I mean, the the brilliance and how even God describes it. Have you entered a place where snow is stored? He says, have you gone to the depths of the ocean? Remember, God's presence is everywhere. Have you walked in the depths of the ocean? Who cuts a channel for the flood rain? Like who describes stuff this way or clears the way for lightning? Oh, who fathered the drops of dew? Whose womb did the ice come from? What is happening? I guess. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, like imagine Job just being like, uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's like when you answer your mother back for the first time. Yeah. She stops you in your tracks. All it, can you raise your voice to the clouds and cover yourself with a flood of water? Oh. Nope. Can you? I, I said this one on Sunday, on second service. So this is what happened. Between services, I was like, I want to go get more of these. So I, I did it in services. <laughs> but he said, can you bring out constellations in their season? Like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so I was just like, think about what he's saying. Like, I bring out the constellations that you are so amazed at, but I put them there in a certain season, and I'm the one who does that. Oh, or lead a bear to the cup. So now at the heart. Or lead the bear and her cubs. Do you know the laws of heaven? Can you impose authority on earth? Can you command the clouds so that the floodwaters cover you? Can you send out lightning bolts as they go? I should just read it all. It's it's just, well, we should encourage people to go read it. Like, that is, I, I love that we ended there. So in the sermon planning, that was the one thing we all really agreed on was at the very end of this, regardless, 
it has to come back to a place of just faith too. That if you didn't have these questions answered, which there are certain answers for certain questions, and then I love, you know, certain things are reserved to just be mysteries of God. And at the end of the day, we all have to come to the the question and answer it for ourselves. Is he the creator or is he not? Yeah. Like, do I have faith in whatever his ways are, even if I don't understand him, even if I don't understand why he would allow sin to enter in the first place? Why would we have to go through the things that we have to go through because of sin? Even if I don't understand that, can I still come to a place of faith and just say, because he's God and he gets to do what he does because this is what he does, you know, like these two chapters. Um, and he's, so that's what I, I liked about that. He says, can you loosen the belt of Orion? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what would you do if God just goes in on you like this? Who set the wild donkey free? Like he said, can you tame an ox? Like, can you allow an ox to be tamed? I'm like, I, I puppy. Oh gosh. Guys. That goes right, Sally, just right where you were though. That whole idea of, are you willing to take your position? You know, we live in a world where we want to be the highest authority. Mm -hmm. Do you really want a God that you're smarter than? Mm. I want a God who's smarter than me. Mm-hmm. I want a dad who knows. Every, one of the ways I talk um, in one of my classes is like when we hand things over to God, say in forgiveness, right? Like he's our father and he deals with the bully on the playground. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you want a dad big enough mm-hmm. to deal with the bully so you don't have to deal with That's that? So like yeah. I want, um, I, don't, I don't know where we're headed, but I'm sure we're headed towards yeah. the Selah moments. Yeah. But like mine would be this idea that God is just incomprehensible. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I need somebody that big and that deep who knows the answers to all the questions that I don't have. And what a beautiful thing to be able to rest that I can trust that somebody knows when I have no understanding. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is so good, Robin. And yeah, let's go into Selah because mine would spiral right off of that where I want the God that is big enough to do that. And so my encouragement from this conversation is even for me, the things that I, because I, it's, it is so funny, the parallel between us and Adam and Eve in that I do want answers. I do. And mm-hmm. my encouragement from this conversation is that I can ask. Like, I don't have to muster up the knowledge on my own. I, I don't have to. We really have access to. We do have access to eternal, infinite wisdom mm-hmm. from God. And we are promised that if we ask, he will give that to us. Mm-hmm. So why do we all the time? Because uh, people will, people will turn their entire lives away from God because they feel like he's unfair or unjust. And I want to say, have you actually asked him though? Mm-hmm. Have you asked him? And so, that's um, that would be my my Selah thing. Like that's what I want to do more of instead of being like, why would you do this? Why why would you allow this? Why mm-hmm. you know you kind of said that towards the end of your message too, Ryan. Like. Why would you allow my life to fall apart? Why would you allow my marriage to fall apart? Why do you allow my kids to stray? Because mm-hmm. it all does go back to if it happens, he has allowed it in his yeah. sovereignty. It's yeah. passed through his hand. Mm-hmm. And so instead of getting mad and turning, you know, away mm-hmm. that it could lean and should in. be an indicator, lean in, ask, yeah. wait. Uh, we're promised that he'll he'll yeah. give us that wisdom. So well, I mean, reading all that we just did with Job. Mm-hmm. Job was a righteous man, and it's not his sin that led him into all of the afflictions that happened to Mm -hmm. him. God allowed it to happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you looked up how many chapters it was that uh, Job questions God. I mean, I think it's like 
there's 40 chapters in Job and a lot of them are, God, why did you do this? Mm -hmm. And two chapters are, here's why. And, you know, we just riddled off that whole list. But in the end, Job's life is restored. And even if your life is not restored in the physical sense, your health, your children's salvation or whatever, you have that eternal restoration. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's cool just to think of Job's story. Like he asked God, he wasn't afraid to say, hey, you took my family, you took my health, you took my house, you took my cattle. So why did you do it? Mm -hmm. And God told him, Yeah, you know? So anyway. I love Um, that. Yeah, he... He, but there's a reason why God allowed him to ask him. And that's because through all that, Job stayed faithful. Yeah. Even when his wife said, curse God. Right. Mm-hmm. Even when his three trusted friends said yeah. basically the same thing. Yeah, and you know? Job says, should we not take good from God and not evil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the point is, have faith no matter what. Yeah. And that's when God will give you a better understanding. And we don't know why God went went at him for two things, but I can just imagine is that time in Job's life, he needed to hear this. Like, here's why. And little did Job know, we know the story now, is that think about, you know, Satan had to ask permission from God in order to attack Job. So Job's life was an example for how many people that have read this story. Mm -hmm. That's why. And so God had to then explain, because I know better than you, Mm -hmm. and I've designed you for this, mm-hmm. so that Satan could attack you. You know why, Joe? Because I knew you'd have the faith to persevere through mm-hmm. that. And uh, my Salem moment is um, that, mm-hmm. like have the faith to persevere. But also, um, God talks about in this list of Job, one of the things that we're currently obsessed with, which is which is birds. <laughs> Job something 26 through 30, 29. Does the hawk take flight by your understanding, Job, and spread its wings to the south? Does the eagle soar at your command and make a nest on high? where it lives on a cliff and it spends the night. It's a stronghold on a rocky crag. Hmm, We'll say that. From there, it searches for its prey and its eyes penetrate the distance. That's what what I'm saying is like everything has been designed for a purpose. God, now think about it. This is what I'm saying. Just so so much deeper than just words. Mm -hmm. God, he's saying, I designed an eagle to have the eyesight and I put him to be able to just instinctively know to go on a high cliff because you've been designed to see that far and search for your prey. Mm-hmm. And you do that out of instinct because I designed you that way. Mm-hmm. Our instinct should be faith, pray for understanding, mm-hmm. and be in and trust the sovereign Lord. That's good. Yeah. So my Salah moment is this quote from Sunday. It says, God's wrath and God's mercy display the riches of his glory, Mm -hmm. but we cannot see either without the fall of mankind. We would never know grace if we had never needed grace. Mm -hmm. Therefore, all of God's plan, including the fall, election, redemption, and atonement of mankind, serves the purpose of glorifying God. That is so good. Yeah. I don't want to say anything else. I really don't. Um, guys, this is such a good conversation. I feel like I this will be one of the ones I have to go back and listen to um, a couple times just to pull out all the all the goodness. I mean, and I just feel I feel encouraged. I feel filled up. Um yeah. my gosh. And I again, feel in awe. Yeah. That, that's the word that I'm that just left. It's just sort of awe. I think that's awe. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I feel the same way. And I'm just gonna <laughs> let it rest right here. Wherever you are in your car. I wanted to mention something. No, you can't. This is funny. Oh boy. So I went through all that. <laughs> she rolled her eyes at me. I went through that whole thing on Sunday. And then I was like, uh, here's the true answer. 
I don't know why God sent around. <laughs> what? And some guy in first service was like, good answer. <laughs> I'm like, like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for it that. is good. And that, you know, it's good for people to hear that. And that also, um, you're not, we all have the same access to the Holy Spirit. You have been gifted and teaching and everything like that. But like, we really all do have the same access. You're not given just like special answers that none of us have access to or anything like that. Yeah. We can seek, we can know. Um, and so that's my encouragement for people. Go, we're going to stop talking. Let's Go let that rest. The Lord. We'll just let it rest. Guys, thank you so much. Join us this Sunday to talk about whatever Ryan's going to talk about. And it's going to be awesome. And then we'll see you <laughs> back here next week bye sally on the overflow oh my god you sally, are chaos i would Go- like to say bye i would also i would really <laughs> like to say goodbye okay bye thanks for listening to the overflow podcast of new river church where we seek to provide authentic practical biblical encouragement beyond sunday services we hope you enjoyed this conversation and if you'd like to learn more about new river please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on sunday mornings at 9 15 and 11 15 a.m We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place. May God cover you with his goodness and grace and may Jesus always be enough.